Today is a good day. Today is a growth day. Today, two new vessels will enter our fold. Rejoice, children. Rejoice. Everybody, welcome to Risk Management. This is an actual play, role-playing podcast that takes place in a science fiction universe, complete with killer androids and blood cults. Once again, I'm Steve Spaulding, and I'm here with my co-host. Uh, yes, me, Jess Kinghorn, uh, writer, staff writer on official PlayStation magazine, and someone who has a novella in the depths of Kindle Unlimited called I Hate Halloween, which is under the pen name J.A. Kinghorn. Last session, we took a little tour of the Messengers of the One Mind, and during that tour, Caro was slipped a message from one Mickey Larson. And Mickey needed Caro to do him a little favor, but I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, because before all of that happened, we were dealing with the aftermath of the murder that happened a couple of episodes ago, where we learned that maybe the messengers need better security because Anders was able to sweet-talk his way into the investigation room in the integration center where he discovered that the poor young woman who was killed was poisoned, and he believes that she may have been poisoned by a rival security firm known as the Sisterhood of Perpetual Agony. Then we got called into Luca Rojas's office, and he made us an offer that I guess we could have refused, but probably would have turned out badly had we. And that offer was to participate in a little experiment. There came a point where Caro had to choose between participating in Luca's experiment, helping Helen Doyle, and figuring out what Mickey Larson want, wanted, and she chose to do the Mickey one and the Luca one, which led to a series of wacky um, <laughs> events where we learned that Mickey has some real significant yes. problems. I feel bad for him, honestly. <laughs> I mean, Mickey has, has issues that will almost certainly come up later in the show. But much more importantly, we ended up going to Sylvester's Little Experiment. And in Sylvester's Little Experiment, Caro had to make a very difficult choice and ended up passing out right before a gunshot occurred. And Kay was involved and Valerie Yoshida was involved and Kara's unconscious, and really things have just kind of gone up in the air. Also, we have no idea where Anders is. So that's where we left off, and it's a little bit confusing, but we'll try to catch you up on the other side. As you've uh, mentioned, 
some time has passed. Um, at the end of the experiment, not only was Caro knocked out, uh, Anders was too. But when they wake up, they do not wake up together. They do not wake up anywhere near each other. Anders wakes up on his own. And it doesn't take long for him to realise where he is because he's in the very same interrogation room he was in at the start of this whole mess when he finally managed to infiltrate the cult. And who else should be there but good old Jasmine Rose. And she's as sunny as ever. She's quite, you know, chirpy. She's got a big old smile on her face and this is just a normal day at the office to her. Anders wakes up and the first thing he sees is A, he's in the interrogation room, B, he's in there with Jasmine Rose and she's she's got a big old smile on her face. And C, the door is definitely locked. <laughs> Good morning, sleepyhead! Wait, it's morning? Yep, you've been out for a while. Uh, wait, where's Caro? Oh, she's fine. She's waking up comfortably in the integration centre. You'll be able to see her shortly, but I've just got a couple of questions for you, if you don't mind. How long have I been out? Let's see. I would put it in the region of... About 20 hours? No. Wait, what? More than that, definitely. Closer to 48. Wait, I've been unconscious for two days? Yep. Anders looks around himself, and he is now noticing that the room's closed. There's something slightly dangerous in his eyes right now, but he he manages to sort of keep himself kind of locked down and he turns back to Jasmine, but he's no longer has anything that resembles a smile on his face. Jasmine is completely unfazed by this. She's still chirpy. She's still happy. It's, it won't take long. It's just a couple of questions and uh, then you'll be on your way and you'll be able to see Caro. Yeah, okay. Cool. Excellent. All right. So, first of all, thank you so much for participating in our experiment. We really appreciate your uh, taking this seriously and willing to give all you can to the organization. It means a lot. So she's fiddling with her tablet and she's swiping and she's, you know, opening a document. So I just got a couple of uh, questions for you here. How did you find the experiment? You wanted me to shoot someone. Mm-hmm. That's accurate. But how'd you find it? You wanted me to shoot someone. Uh, I'll, I'll just leave this one blank. We can come back to it another time. Um, okay. From your perspective, could you tell me what actually happened? I was in a room. Mm-hmm. With Sunday. Sunday, yeah, I don't, I don't know her name. Sunday Grant, she's lovely. Yeah, okay. I was in a room with Sunday, Grant, and that big, that big robot, he's still using the word robot. That's our good friend Karen, I believe. And Karen, Karen had a gun on me and a voice told me to, that I had to pick one. And so, I don't know, I... And so? <sighs> I pointed it at Sunday, and she pointed it back at me. And then what happened? And then they told us to shoot, and... <sighs> but why, why would you want me to, why would you want me to shoot her? Oh, well, all in due time, um, but that's for 
we ha we're testing a hypothesis and we're trying to make a theory. I, I didn't want to, but she looked, she looked like she was going. I know when someone's about to pull the trigger, and she was about to pull the trigger. It was you or them. Would that be accurate? I don't know. Like it didn't, it didn't feel right. Like. So did you pull the trigger or not? Is she alive? Oh, she's fine. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. That's not possible. Because I did pull the trigger. Okay, well we filled out that question. Wait, why don't- why don't you- Don't you care? Oh, I care very much, but... What good would caring doing and answering the questions? Right. Thank you for understanding. Okay, and she starts like scrolling on her iPad, like she's completely kind of like focused on her iPad. It's just a very sudden like, thanks for asking the questions. Looking at her iPad, she's kind of not oblivious, but it's just you can't follow the thought process at all. <laughs> Anders looks up to the corner of the room where the fake camera used to be, and he's just interested to see if there's another fake camera there. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. But the other possibly fake camera is still still doing its thing in the other corner yeah she's she's scrolling on her she's scrolling on her ipad and then she just kind of stops i have a favor to ask okay now this favor how do i put this could we keep it just between us i mean you locked me in this room, and you, and <laughs> I don't know why I'm supposed to trust you. But you are locked in this room with me. That's a good point. <sighs> I know. So this favor, you'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Excellent. And um, if you could not tell your friend, cousin, whoever she is, uh, just keep it between me and my favorite new recruit that I'm getting to know. You want me to keep this from Kara? Yes, please. That would be preferable. <laughs> I keep saying Kara. <laughs> so does Jasmine. Ah! No! <laughs> Okay, cool. I mean, cool. you did it the first time, and I was like, I'm just going to go with it now. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Oh, why are they so bad at being spies? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of reassuring, because I guess, in a weird way, it means we'd be bad at it, too. <laughs> so we're, we're very trustworthy people compared to these guys. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Excellent! I'm so glad we're getting along. Now... Wait a second. There's actually a really, you know, call me dumb, but if I did tell her, you wouldn't really know, would you? That's a good question. But do you really want to test that theory? And she's still smiling like sugary sweet. <laughs> so I want to do a perception roll to see Ooh. if she's bluffing. Okay, um... So basically, I just want to figure out, is this bluster? Is she, like, really dangerous, etc.? 
Oh, you'll, yes, we'll find out. I'm gonna say, uh, this is a DC of moderate eight. Okay. And it's going to be, well, it's gonna be social, isn't it? Because you're trying to see if she's bluffing. In that case, I got a seven as opposed to an eight, so a near miss. That's interesting. I can work with that. Let me just sort of check and make sure I'm not... From what you can see, maybe you'll get away from it, but Jasmine seems completely, like, convinced of herself. There is no... You don't get a sense that she believes any less that she would know about it, kind of thing. Okay, so she... Whether or not it's true, she's... Yeah, she seems confident that, like, if you did tell, that she would know about it. Okay, in that case. Fine. Looks like you've got me. What do you need? Okay. And her, like, demeanor kind of changes um, quite suddenly, but also it kind of... So she was very sunny before, but now she's kind of doing this sort of, like, mock sadness thing that maybe little kids do kind of thing. Okay, yeah. And she's kind of like, well, you know that whole business the other day about that poor girl, right? I know something about it, yeah. Well, it's ever so sad. And we did our own investigation, but we noticed one of her personal belongings was missing. Is that right? Mmm, yes. We're very certain about this. It's a necklace, and it would mean so much if you were able to locate it. And why wouldn't you want me to tell Caro about this? Because I'm asking you, I'm not asking her. Yeah, okay. That's a pretty dumb response, but I'll guess I don't really have a choice in this. Do you have any leads? Well, she definitely had it before she passed away. After she passed away, she no longer has it. And uh, how she was found, from what we understand, was not in a controlled way. She's kind of like questioning herself, like, is that how you say it? <laughs> I don't get your meaning. Well, there was quite a scene, if from what we were told. Anders is kind of holding his cards really close to his chest. He, he definitely, as as we all know, he knows way more about this than he's letting on. Well, there was quite a scene, and we think perhaps in all of the commotion, someone might have taken it. So. So you think one of your, one of us stole the necklace off of a dead body. It's entirely possible the necklace was there, now it's not. Alright. Do you want me to round up some suspects? Or you, you want to talk to them? Or do you want... No, no, no. We just want the necklace. It, we don't want you to get too many other people involved in this than is necessary. Fine. When do you want it? But of course... But of course, if you do track down the person that took it... We would appreciate that name, but you don't need to say anything to them directly if you don't have to. What are you going to do with it when you find it? Well, I don't want to talk too much about other people's business, but there are people who would appreciate all of her belongings being in the same place. Do you just want me to go walk around this place and start asking people questions about a necklace, or is there somewhere I should start? Well. Everyone that was there that night that that awful thing happened would be a start. But if you could, try not to raise too many eyebrows. You know, 
I get why you guys are trying to cover your tracks or whatever. But shouldn't you be more concerned about the fact that there's a trained killer in your organization? Leave that to us. And she kind of just smiles. <laughs> just, just leave that to us. <laughs> Anders looks at her and he's, he's barely blinking. <laughs> Jasmine is not. She's not. She it's like it's just like, you know, I would I would show hand movements, but you can't see them. Like she's at point X and like the point is like several meters up in the air flying across her head. She's missing, <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't get what's going on here. She's she's just happy, sunny Jasmine. Can I leave now? Um she then picks up the tablet and she swipes a little bit and she goes Yep, I think we're all done here, so I'll go and open the door for you. Thank you so much for your time today, and of course, a few days ago. <laughs> and um, she opens the door and beckons you to leave. Wait, did you guys drug me? Anders stands up, he gives a little double take. He recognizes that there's no way he's getting anything out of Jasmine right now. <laughs> And he just steps out of the room and heads towards the integration center. Excellent. The door closes, like, bam. It's, it's very, <laughs> very quick. As soon as you're, like, you're not sure what's going on in that room, but they didn't, anything could be happening in that room for all, for all you know. So, yeah, on to the integration center. Are you making any kind of pit stops? Are you checking anything out? Like... Oh, no, no, no. It's been two days. He's Yeah, he's going to head straight to the integration center. In fact, he's not even paying attention as he normally would while he's walking. He's just sort of like making a beeline to the integration center. Okay, so the integration center has had a bit of a deep clean. Um, It's just everything is cleaner than you've ever seen it before. Just touching any surfaces, you feel like your hand would just slip right off of it. Kind of the main area, Kara's not around, so... Are you going to head to the bunks, or are you going to explore? Explore? I don't... Words. Words not happening today. Please forgive me. <laughs> He's going to check, because she didn't tell him exactly where she would be. I guess she said he, she was going to be waking up, but he's going to check the wreck area on this side of the integration center. So the integration center wreck, not the wreck that he's not allowed in. Oh, the integration center wreck. Okay. Um... So it's, I mean, it's morning, like people are kind of milling around, going about their day. You you, you couldn't tell that there was a murder quite recently uh, in oh, the facility. God. People seem to be kind of minding their own business. There's not too many people here. I mean, it's early morning. I'm going to actually look around. I want to do, uh, I want to investigate it. I want to do a security check. What does Andrew see when he looks around? Really, he's just like looking for doors, he's looking for anything that looks out of place, not just people, just to sort of, you know, the way a, a spy might try to look for different ways of exiting a room. Okay, so it's it's quite similar it's quite a similar story to other rooms you've seen, like if there's windows, there's bars on them. This rec room is, you know, doesn't hold a candle to the members only rec room we saw on the tour. It's kinda of small, it's kind of pokey. But um, if you if you need some recreation, you can get it there. <laughs> but it's not got like kind of the best facilities. They're a little bit bog standard. 
but there's a kind of a few people here having conversations and they seem quite chipper and then there's Rana kind of on her own and she's turned away from you and she's busying herself and she's not she's not really seems to be talking to anyone really also security cameras just because you've seen them before they are the same brand as were in the room you just woke up in <laughs> excellent so Anders goes over to Rana and taps her on the shoulder not really making much of a he's not even trying to be particularly delicate he's just sort of like trying to get her attention she kind of whirls around and is kind of wild-eyed and she kind of then she remembers herself she says oh good heavens hello stranger how are you real bad have you seen izzy oh um i think i think she was very late to rise this morning she might even still be in bed why is everyone so happy in here Whatever do you mean? I mean, someone was killed here two days ago. Rana kind of, like, her eyes go wide, and then she kind of remembers herself again, and she's like, that's true, but uh, the higher-ups are taking care of it. They've con- they've told us they've uh, taken out a full investigation of uh, the-, the horrible scene. There's not much we can do other than carry on with our lives. And she kind of looks a little downcast as she says, carry on with our lives. Where's your friend Valerie? Uh, you know, I haven't seen Val in a, in a few days. I, I I think she might be doing some work for the higher-ups. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, last I heard was at lunch a few days ago. And she'd asked, been asked to someone's office, but for the life of me, I can't remember who's. Great. And are, are you okay? And she kind of, like... Doing the headlights again, and she's like, "Me, me, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm wonderful. I'm, I'm top of the world. Thank you for asking." What color is? I mean, like, I know the answer to this, but but I have two questions. What color is Rana's uh, cloak? They are like still the kind of bottom of the ladder. I believe we agreed that was gray. Yeah, so it's cool. gray. Yeah, they're gray robes. Like she's not. She's she's not progressed much in the two days. Okay. Well, I guess since you're not particularly useful as a human being, um, I'm going to go find my friend. You are a very strange man. People tell me that. I bet they do. Well, see you around. He kind of wanders off. One more thing to check. So he's going to try to check the door that would lead towards... I guess, getting out of the integration center. So uh, last time they had to go to the research center, his key worked. He's just going to check it to see if anything happens. Um, it makes a sad beep-boop noise, but that door's not budging. Cool. All right, in that case, he's going back to the um, living area, the bunks, and he's going to see if Kara is there. Caro literally just woke up and she's kind of like, there's no one else there in like uh, the area with all the bunks. And she's kind of like, huh, what's going on? Kind of written all of her face over her face. And um, yeah, she's she's trying to put together what she remembers and now what she is seeing. And she's coming up with a big old gap. Caro is going to find herself with a green envelope on her her lap and she can open it or not and I'll tell if she does I'll tell you what's inside okay does the envelope have any writing on it actually yeah it does it says you're invited she's gonna 
pigeonhole that and add that to the pile of things and questions she needs answers for. She's still she'll, she'll, she's still kind of clutching the envelope, but she's still kind of like, what do I do now? I have so many questions and no answers. Like, she doesn't know what to do with herself, so she's not opened it yet. She's just sort of clutching the envelope like, what is going on? In that case, Anders comes up next to her at a, a rapid clip and he looks, he kind of looks her up and down looking for any sign of injury and he sees none other than sort of a little like bump on the noggin from from falling over. Are you are you okay? Hi, uh uh what what just happened? Uh I guess you're already sitting down, but I would say otherwise I would tell you to sit down. Okay, just get to the point. You've been unconscious for the last two days. What? Yeah. How'd you know this? Who? What? What? I, 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 what? Have I just been asleep? Have you been up and about? Like, what's what's been going on? Like, have you just? What, what? I've also been unconscious for the last two days. Okay, so it's not just me. Wonderful. Great. Oh God. I woke up in Jasmine Rose's office. Oh, good. What does she have to say for herself then? He thinks about this for longer than Anders typically thinks about much of anything. And he's sort of like, nothing important, I guess. You woke up and you, 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 you had a chat with Jasmine Rose and she had nothing much to say to you. Was she, were you just talking about the weather? I mean, have you met Jasmine? Like, I, not that I recall, no. I don't, and if I have, I've not spoken much to her. Well, she's... I don't know. I, I don't know. Much more important right now is... Like, are you okay? I think so. But now you've told me I've been asleep for two days. So now I'm kind of wondering what other experiments happened when I was asleep. Uh, but I feel fine, mostly. Just... Uh... And now I have this green envelope, and it says, you're invited, and I don't much like this organization's uh, invitations, do you? No, no, I pretty much hate this place. Um, but I feel like I should open this and at least see what what hell I'm gonna... they've invited us to. Uh, before you do that, what's the last thing you remember? Oh, okay. And she, like, puts down the envelope because that's a bit more concrete. If I remember correctly, she was in a room with Valerie Yoshida and Kay, mm-hmm. and she tells Anders this. So, like, she has no reason to kind of hide anything. Like, she says, like, she was on her way, and she was like, hang about. Let me just check my gun, because they say these are props, but, ooh, my gut says, my gut says there's something more here. Uh, and she tried firing it. Would she have been cognizant of the fact she'd accidentally shot herself in the foot? No, she would not. Okay. So, would she have been cognizant of the fact that she passed out briefly? From the time she woke up, she had a, clearly had a different gun, because she had a gun with bullets in it. <laughs> and so, she would be aware that something happened. She makes a lot of false starts about that part of the timeline, and she's like, Well, I had this gun, but it... I had this prop gun, but but it was definitely not a prop gun. And then suddenly I had an actual gun, somehow. And but when I shot it before, it wasn't shooting bullets; it was shooting something else. And then suddenly it was. Ah!
But then you heard Sylvester say something to the effect of, you know what you have to do, and then you heard a bang. And then she fell asleep for two days, apparently. Oh dear. And that's when she remembers about Mickey Larson and his deadline, and she's she's kind of, she's freaking out. She's like, oh god, what it, what it, I mean, uh, I mean, some of them seem to know who we are, but what if he tells someone he doesn't? Uh, and she's kind of like, she's in a bit of a spiral. Wait, do you, do you tell Anders about Mickey Larson? Yeah, she sees no reason to keep that from Anders at this point. So the whole story, including the Alan I'd be? Yes. Give me a moderate or, so almost moderate to hard knowledge DC. Give me a D, uh, don't roll, it's, it's for Anders, I just want a DC. So let's say 10, let's say 10. 10 on the dot. Anders looks at you and kind of raises an eyebrow. Like, after that whole story, the thing that catches him is, wait, he wanted Alan I'd be? Yes, he seemed very insistent about it. He seemed like, well, he seemed like he should really stay away from it, but he, he couldn't. That's kind of weird. Weird how? I mean, I mean, a lot of weird things have happened today. How, like, in the grand scheme of things, how weird are we talking? Alan I'd be's not like a, it's not like a street drug. Alan I'd be's an anti-rejection drug. Oh, no. And she's just kind of like, her head are in her hands, and she's kind of like, you know, she just keeps going, oh, no. Like, she can't seem to move past anti-rejection drug. So she'd completely misinterpreted that situation, and now she kind of feels like a bad person, but also she's kind of like, maybe someone's dead because of me. Great. Um... <laughs> Oh, do you do you know where this guy is? Uh, he said something. He said he gave me a deadline of twenty four hours, and he said he'd be around. He'd be around. He said he needed to meet him by the infirmary, I believe. By the infirmary, thank you, because I was also genuinely struggling to remember. <laughs> well. Yeah, no. He said he'd be around the infirmary, like literally twenty four hours after we spoke. So you mean yesterday? Yeah. Oh, this is great. This is turning out really well for everyone, it looks like. <sighs> All right, well, we'll add him to the list of people we should talk to, because if he really does need Alan I'd be, he's going to be feeling it pretty soon. Great, thanks. I needed I needed to hear that. Uh, thank you. Uh... <laughs> Um, she's she's trying to kind of get a hold of herself, but failing miserably. So, Valerie Yoshida's is dead. Well, I mean, I heard a gunshot, and maybe yes. Um, I I that wasn't the plan. That really wasn't the plan. Um, but and and that little robot K killed her. The evidence seems to say yes. What? <laughs> Why would he kill her? Because Sylvester told him to in a roundabout way like he said you know what you must do and there was a lot going on there was a lot going on and there was a whole lot of uh you know i want to be a beautiful person i think um i i i it's a lot to process honestly uh maybe you should open that envelope yes let's 
do something else that is a good idea. And she just gingerly opens the envelope. And you see inside just like three lines that says, Seth Almsford and Izzy Tristram have been invited to chapel tonight at 8.30 p.m. And it's signed a signature that you can't quite make out, but it's no one that you recognize. Huh. Well, I've seen what passes for an experiment here. I'm not sure I want to see what passes for religion. They did tell us there was some kind of religious component to this place. I think in the waivers we signed, do you remember that? Yes, you're right. I don't know. Uh... We're probably going to have to check it out sooner or later. I just, I need to mentally prepare myself, honestly. Yeah. I hate to do this to you, but I gotta go. What? Where? If we've got to do something by 8.30 tonight, yeah, I gotta gotta go. And Anders, without saying another word, sort of like high steps it um, out of the integration center. Um, Caro, before she can even realize what's going, like, she kind of yells, hey, wait a minute, like, literally as he leaves the room. Uh, but she doesn't pursue, she kind of just, she contemplates her thoughts. <laughs> um, but she doesn't pursue. So right now, for the sake of argument, let's say it's only about 11 o'clock in the morning, so you've both... Oh, okay. Uh, It's pretty early yet, Um, and like you said, there are people, and most of the people you are in the integration center, Caro's alone inside of the bunks. There's a couple of other people sort of meandering about, but none of them seem all that interesting. What's the very next thing Caro does? It doesn't even need to be that interesting, I just want to know. It's, It's really not interesting, it's kind of just feeling a little sorry for herself, even, even her colleagues left her. Give me a DC 14 perception roll, so a grace roll. Oh, wow, okay. Um, she has a grace of two. Oh, God. Yep. I'm pretty sure you failed, but roll it anyway, just so so I know how badly it fell. I got a nine on the D10, so that's 11. You wait for five minutes and you notice absolutely nothing. But that's okay, because after a, about five minutes, Helen Doyle comes into the room. Oh no. (laughs) She sort of like looks a bit nervous and she she's kind of looking around and she takes a seat next to you and she looks over to you and it's like Are are you okay? In in the grand scheme of things, let's say yes. Let's say yes. How are you? It's been a while it's been yeah. How are you? I haven't seen you for a few days. Where have you been? Uh, away. Oh. Oh, I guess that happens sometimes. Does her it? Her eyes kind of dart back and forth. She has sort of this, like, mousy expression on her face. Do you have time to talk? Yes, absolutely. Um, w- what's up? So, she looks around again just to make sure no one's looking and the place is empty and she feels after that she feels pretty comfortable with it well a couple of things have have you seen mickey larson not recently no why do you ask 
he came to me yesterday. Um, Mickey's been having a really hard time, and he doesn't really have a lot of friends here. And he came. To, you don't say. He came to me with this really bizarre story. Okay. He said he didn't recruit you. Oh. Why would he say something like that? He said that you didn't belong here. He said that you. He, he didn't really have very many details, but I don't know. We reward people for recruiting. Yeah. And Mickey could really use the recognition. He really, really could. So I don't know why he would say something like that. That's really weird. Yeah. I don't know. Do, do you have any idea what he could be talking about? He, he did recruit you, right? Well, yeah, I mean. I spoke to him then, and then I've spoken to him a few times since, but I've, he's never been anything but lovely to me, and I've only been lovely to him in return, so I don't know why he'd say that. Honestly. I thought he was an okay guy. Okay. She... Actually, give me a social roll of six. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Uh, thankfully, I put a lot of points in social. <laughs> So yeah, she has social of five, put in the d10. Uh, okay, so that is eight on the d10, so that's like 13 overall. Oh, geez. Okay, yeah. You don't know if she believes it. In fact, you're pretty sure she doesn't. But she really wants to believe it. Oh. Okay. Well, if you see him again, just, I don't know, just try to help him out if you can. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. That's not why I came here, though. The, remember I was trying to speak to you a couple days ago about a problem that we were having? Oh, yes, yes. Um, What was that about? I'm sorry I wasn't able to talk to you then. We think that there might be someone who is... I don't even know how to, how to say it. I don't know what word I should use. I guess I'll use this one. Might have infiltrated our organization like it seems that like that's such a weird way to say it because we're you know we're open to everyone being here yeah. but we feel like maybe someone has come here under false pretenses oh okay right yeah no i'm I, what mickey said is really weird now yeah right right I, i'm glad you see how how they could be connected but but I don't know, I spoke to Jasmine and, and Luca, and, and they they tell me that it's definitely, I mean, like, I didn't believe it was you guys, but you have to, you know, dot your I's and cross your T's and everything, and they said it was absolutely not you. So so don't think we're, we're suspicious oh. of you or anything like that. Okay, well, I mean, I mean that's a relief. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, we're here because we want to be. Right. So I don't know who it is, but... Right. But do you want me to be just kind of on the lookout, or...? Yeah, I mean, this is pretty sensitive, but... I don't know, we're friends, right? Well, I'm sure we could be better friends. No, I agree. I think it might be a reporter. A reporter? Wow. Wow. Oh, that's really low. I mean, wow. Okay. Some people don't understand what we do here, and they just try to 
find anything they can to discredit us. And especially with everything that's happening right now, this is, you know, if there's any time to do it, um, now would be the time, right? And she says that as if you're supposed to understand what, what she's saying, but you don't. I don't know, you're new here and, you know, you haven't really met too many people and you haven't really gotten tied up in all of the social networks. So I was just thinking that maybe, maybe you could ask around and see whether or not someone here might... Know something? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I can, I can ask around, but... What should I be asking? Hey, there's a rumor that someone infiltrated. I don't want make, to make people worry. Like, how should I go about it? Just try to figure out why they were, why they came here. Okay. You, you look like the sort of person who can tell when someone's lying, and maybe, maybe you, you'll be able to see something that I can't. That's that's really it. Like, I, I'm, the only reason I'm asking you is because. You know, I can't ask some of the others. They have their own stuff that they're dealing with right now, and no one would, no one would tell me. Anyone I should avoid? It's, I mean, just be careful, okay? Yeah, of course. Right now, it's just a really important time for us, and sometimes this place moves faster than some people want it to, you know? Uh-huh. So, if you... I mean, don't, don't put yourself out or anything, but if you could figure out, if you just ask some questions, and if anyone's suspicious, if you see anyone who, I don't know, doesn't feel right to you, if you could just tell me, that would be great. Got it. Sure. I'll, uh, I'll mention it to my cousin, Seth, and, uh, is that alright if I mention it to him? Just, you know, two heads are better than one. He's with you, so that's fine. But just... Yeah, yeah he's a pretty try, cool dude. Try not to spread it around. Yeah, of course. No worries. Th- thanks so much. And she gives you like a little hug around the shoulder and, and she gets up and she sort of gives this like really tight smile that doesn't look like at all like a smile. And then she turns on her heel and shuffles out of the integration center. Yeah. Um, okay. Cause, cause I, I think I, I don't know if I've worked anything out, but like, Obviously, she's not relaxed, but like. Uh, I'll tell you her what her body language says. Yeah, yeah. What's it? Was like, how is she leaving? Is she just kind of like trying to put on a brave face, or is she struggling in some way? Actually, give me a social DC twelve. I got a ten total. I got a five on the D ten. So. Um. She looks nervous. So, she just feels nervous to you. She feels like someone who doesn't feel comfortable in her skin right now. I had a feeling you'd say something like that, but okay. Uh, cool. Right. <laughs> um, right. I should probably take Mickey Larson's quest a little more seriously. <laughs> so, what do you want to do? Um, we can pass it back to... We can we can throw the camera back to Anders if you want to do that. Let's say it's 11 o'clock a.m. Star Wars swipe <laughs> the, the swipes that George Lucas loves so much uh, right up into the prequels so yes uh, zoom in back on 
Anders, and he's just left the bunks. Where is he? Is he heading anywhere particular? He's going to go to the cafeteria because he's looking for a place where people of a variety of different cloak colors might be hanging out. I'm trying to remember what all the cloak colors are. It's gray, green, red. Um, I think gold is in there, and gold would be less than red. So... Let me, I'm just I'm just trying to paint a word picture in my head so that I can then paint a word picture outside of my head. Uh, right, so cafeteria. Uh, this time in the morning, it's mostly people in grey cloaks. There's like one or two people in green cloaks, but um, it's not a lot of them. Does Ander see anyone he recognizes? Uh, not right now, no. There's, a, there's quite a few people in there, but he doesn't see anyone immediately that brings about. Andrew's gonna go up to the lunch counter in that case. Uh, it's, it's one of the dinner ladies he's spoken to before, and um, she kind of goes, "Oh, it's you again. Hello." Uh, before you ask, no, we don't we don't have any Powerade still, but I, I'm still keeping an eye out for you. Power fuel. Power fuel. That's probably why I couldn't see anything. Okay, I'll let you know if I find any power fuel. Yes. I will make a note of that, I will make a note. And she like gets a napkin, she starts furiously scribbling. Um, what will it be today? Anders actually looks not great. He looks worn down. He has this sort of like oh. hangdog expression, but he doesn't even notice it. Um, I'm gonna take a negative one um, to all strength rolls until I get a, get a power fuel. Okay. <laughs> Can you, you've gotta get some power fuel in but that's not what I'm here for does this place have like a lost and found a, a lost and found well I, how do you mean I mean if I lost something and someone found it where would they put it well everything belongs to the organization you, you come here you leave your old life behind you leave your old belongings behind if something is lost it's it is found. <laughs> that's that's it's great. Um, yes, it's it's a good system that's been working well for us. <laughs> I'm gonna assume you don't have a better answer than that. We we have no need for a lost and found. What is what is what's what is once yours is now everyone's. Okay, cool. You're useless. Thanks. And he turns around. <laughs> wait, wait. Are you not going to have some food, sir? Unless you've got power fuel back there, I'm good for now. Well, no, but we have... <laughs> uh, we, we have veggie lasagna, and the soup of the day is carrot! He just keeps walking. <laughs> Wait! <laughs> He's gonna find a table that has... I don't know, maybe like two people who are trying to talk. Two gray robes. Two gray cloaks who are trying to talk. So yeah, um, there are two guys. One is like early twenties, and then the other is kind of closer to Caro's age. And the younger chap, he's he's trying to have a conversation with this guy, uh, but the older chap is he only has eyes for his veggie lasagna, like he is just wanting to eat. He was probably up at four doing some kind of work for the organization. He looks tired younger guy has lots of energy and he's trying to have a conversation with this guy and it is very one-sided. 
So Anders takes a seat. Um, he's not, he doesn't have a tray or anything, but he just looks over to the younger guy and he's like, you look like you like to talk. I've got a friend like that. The younger guy kind of like looks at you as like, sorry, do I know you? I don't know. What's your name? Right. Let me, let me actually come up with a name for this guy. It's Henry. Give me a last name. Last name. Uh, let's see. Henry Cartwright. Cool. Hey, Henry. I'm Seth. Cool. I was in the middle of a conversation with my good friend Matthew here. We were kind of in the middle of something. Matthew just kind of like grunts and waves his hands like he's like, he is not a part of this, even though he is sat right there. He doesn't want to be involved in this. Hey, buddy. He, he kind of looks over to Matthew. You like don't actually want to talk to this guy, do you? Please, he's yours. Thought so. All right. Henry, was it? But uh, I got a couple. Henry is pouting. Henry is pouting. He's like, I was in the middle of something here, man. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, I got a question for you. <laughs> Anders has a social of one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this guy would be much better, but go on. <laughs> you remember the woman who was killed here a couple of days ago? Jeez, uh, come on. Why, why are you bringing that up? I just met you and you're talking about... You're talking about that, like... Because someone died in the place you sleep. Yeah, and it's very horrible and it's very sad, but that is in the past. There's been an investigation and it's, it's in the past. And I don't really want to be thinking about it with my lovely carrot soup here. Like, you know, way to put a guy off of his food. Jeez. Like, he says jeez and he's like... <laughs> you get the feeling that he doesn't... He's not comfortable with swearing as a concept. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Were you there? I mean, where else would you? Wait, yeah. what do? You, what do you mean? Was I there? I mean, you whiz, man. <laughs> okay, you're. Oh God, he actually says that. It's like, oh, this is. Why didn't I bring Izzy? <laughs> Who's Izzy? Okay, let's start over. Okay. You got a better opener than talking about that poor dead girl? I lost a necklace, okay? And I need to find it. You lost a necklace? You lost a necklace? On that night, I lost a necklace. And I think it might have... I... I was terrified <laughs> when that woman died. And I might have freaked out and stood up and lost my necklace. And I was wondering if you might have seen it. What does the necklace look like? <laughs> Well, it's got a chain, and then it's got, I don't know, like a thing at the end of it, and... Yeah, uh, no, I... no, I've not seen any necklaces since I joined this organization. Mate. Buddy. The name's Seth. I know what your name is, Seth. Buddy, yes. Oh, you're trying to insult me, got it, got it, got it, sorry. Buddy, old friend, old pal. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna punch you in the face, so that's that's yeah, a plus I prefer, for you. Yeah, I prefer that's a, that's a lousy pickup line. I'd really prefer it if you didn't punch me in the face. Cool. But you don't know anything about necklaces, is that is that what you're telling me? No. <laughs> All right, Henry. Uh, that's cool. You go to back to your carrot soup or whatever. Hey, Matthew. Yes, happily. Did you did you see anything? Matthew kind of just sort of grumbles. Like, 
and Henry kind of jumps in and goes, he doesn't want to talk to you, mate. Oh, I don't know about that. Hey, Matthew, if I could get rid of this guy, would you answer a couple questions for me? Kind of Matthew looks up suddenly and he nods silently. <laughs> and Henry's like, what? You two? Oh, jeez, oh, man. <laughs> All right, we'll do it this way. Hey, Henry, take your carrot soup and leave. Or, or, or what? And he's still pouting and like Matthew just goes, Henry. And Henry's like, okay, bye. <laughs> and and Anders just sort of like, well, that was significantly less violent than I thought it would have to be. <laughs> Feeling pretty good about that, actually. Don't, don't mind him. He's a little highly strong. Yeah, it kind of looked that way. So, I don't want to take up too much of your time because, yeah, I just don't want to talk to you that much. Me either. Right, right, I figured as much. We're on the same page with that. Have you seen a necklace anywhere? Well, as Henry explained, we're not meant to have that sort of thing here in the organization, but I did see a necklace. I did see a necklace, and I remember it, so we're not meant to have them. And I did see a necklace, and I saw the, unfortunately, poor girl, no longer with us, wearing it some days before. And that's the only person I've seen wearing a necklace of any kind. Interesting. I have not seen it since. I assumed she was wearing it when she, uh, uh, passed away. Like, he really struggles with even saying the words passed away. When Anders took photos of the woman, was she wearing the necklace? Oh no, she was not wearing the necklace. It was gone. Oh gosh, okay, interesting. He says he assumes she was wearing it when she passed away. Okay. I just want to stress that. I just want to stress that, that's all. So, I'm kind of new around here, so I need you to do me a favor. Do you you know the... I mean, just follow me on this. I know you don't want to do me any favors and you have no reason to, but I just need to know. Do you know the names of some of the people in this place? know enough names to get by who do you want to know i mean obviously not henry you've met henry you don't no i don't really care about him not right now at least but there was this older guy who bunks uh next to me who was who was right there when uh whatever happened there's there's a lot of older gentlemen around the place i mean have you met luca um he's i've i've heard he's quite high up here um what does this older gentleman look like? And he described, he would know this, like it yeah. seems obvious. Like he gives a description of the old guy who is south of Caro, um, east of Anders, sort of in that square with the woman, the undercut girl. Oh, Logan. Yes, that, fe- that, that grumpy old fellow. Give me a last name. Logan. Don't say Paul, Jess. Don't say Paul. <laughs> anything but that. Anything at all. Uh, anything at all. Logan Forrester. All right. Do you know where he hangs out? I mean, there's not a huge number of places to be in this place, but... Uh, he spends a lot of time in the rec room, I suppose. I I don't know him that well, but um, he is very, very grumpy. Probably grumpier still after that whole event. Okay. I'm going to leave you to it then. Thanks, buddy. All right, and thanks for... with. Yes, oh, Henry and everything. Uh, see you around. 
I guess. Yeah, probably not. Thanks. <laughs> and he, he stands up and kind of trots off. We're going to move the camera back over to Kara. It's about, let's call it noon at this point. All right, what's Kara up to? Um, she's, she feels a bit, she feels a bit lost. I mean, she's not got, I mean, she's got quite a few pressing matters, but she's not got Anders by her side. So she feels a bit like, hmm, she feels kind of like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> Food is not at the forefront of her mind. So I, I guess she just goes to the rec room uh, just to check that out. Cause she's not really spent much time there before. You see Nectin Boyle and you see Kyle, the android from the experiment. Okay, uh, so Kieran was the combat android. What kind of android was Kyle again? Kyle was just a normal, like a very clean cut, probably sort of a like a servant style, sort of like a like house help style android. Um, so Kyle is there. Uh, anyone else? Actually, sure. You see a couple of people in green robes and they're sort of talking three people in green robes and they're talking in sort of this very tight knot by the door that would lead to their side of the the wreck area okay i'm just thinking of like in persona 5 where like the protagonist can listen and he's not subtle like at all (laughs) about listening in and no one ever comments on it (laughs) i mean Kara like mimes tying her shoelace close but not too close kind of thing give me a grace roll of eight i mean it's a full room so I don't think anyone's too excited about looking at you. Oh, I got an eight on the D10, so that's 10. Cool. Um, you have a hard time hearing them, like the exact words that they're saying, but you can mostly make out what they're saying from the distance you are, and they don't notice that you're there. So it's a stealth roll. Thank goodness. <laughs> so describe what you're doing. She, you know, she starts walking and then she kind of, you know, does the pantomime, like look down, like, oh, my shoes are untied. And... like hoping that no one else will see she actually does untie the shoe so she has something to work with and she just does the worst job of tying her shoelaces like it takes a few attempts like it's not quite even and she's kind of trying to tighten the shoe and also like she's giving it all she's got so they're actually just sharing a bunch of rumors so i'm gonna give you two things you hear and if you want to hear the third you're gonna have to give me another stealth roll oh goody (laughs) you only can tie your shoes for so long no of course i agree so the first thing you hear is that he is going to be at chapel tonight um and they say he and it feels like they're using he with a capital h oh i had a feeling you'd say that okay when you hear that everyone sort of like ooze and ahs a lot they're like very excited about this um and they don't seem like afraid or concerned they they more seem like reverential like they seem excited as if it's very uncommon for him to be there and someone sort of asks the question is she going to be there as well again with a capital s and they're like no 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 she's busy she's working on something and you also hear that Mickey Larson, you know, oh, that guy's used up his last bit of luck, right? Like, they've got him in the infirmary. People are like, oh, he deserves it. That guy's been in trouble for a while now. 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you hear that Mickey Larson has found his way into the infirmary, but perhaps not under the um, conditions that he wished to have found himself there. Um, but no one really seems that upset about it. In fact, they don't seem upset at all. It seems like they, they believe that this is his fault and not anyone else's. Do you want to hear the third rumor? Okay, yes. She's going to try. Okay, so she's she she agrees that, you know, she's taken an inordinate amount of time to tie her shoelaces and it's quite frankly a little bit shocking. So she, you know, kind of stands up and she starts kind of straightening her robes and kind of fiddling with her hair and trying to smarten up her appearance a little bit and then she'll also slowly make her way to the other side of the room. Give me a grace roll of 10. Uh, so the total is six. So grace of two plus four on the dice, that's a six. That's not great. No. Oh gosh. Okay, here is exactly what happens. You're trying to be really clever about being like oh. stealthy, <laughs> but instead you just don't even notice and you just bump right into a guy and all three of the people in the green robes at once like look over to you one of them has been sort of clocking you for a while now because he's like that person's been tying their shoes for a pretty long time and once they see you sort of like being shifty all three of them like turn to each other and start kind of whispering and they start coming over to you the guy who you bumped into is just like you know, shakes his head and kind of walks off. And when he looks over and he sees the guys in the green robes, he walks off faster. Okay. What's your next move? I'll give you time to do one thing. Um, and if you stay where you are, they're going to catch up to you. I have a horrible feeling that running away would just make her look even more suspicious. Yeah, mate, I'm going to regret this. She kind of just... She doesn't stay put, but she continues her original course of walking across the room. She's kind of oblivious. You find a hand on your shoulder. What do you do? Okay. Okay. Yeah, she turns around and she she's playing oblivious. She's like, oh, can I help you? Were you listening to us? Listening to you? No, uh, I was just... You're a liar. Uh, that's a bit strong. <laughs> I was just tying my shoes. And... The other two look at you. One of them you notice has... His ear doesn't look right. Not exactly. It might be a prosthetic. So he looks over to you and is like, I can hear your breathing. That's a strange thing to say to someone you've just met. Um, okay. Who are you? What's your name? I'm Izzy. I'm Izzy Tristram. Um, nice to meet you. And she offers her hand. He doesn't take it. Her hand just kind of hangs there for a few seconds too long before she retracts it. Are you new here? Uh, yeah, we just got accepted a f couple of days ago. We? Who's we? Um, my cousin Seth. You know, we don't like people eavesdropping around here. Okay, no one does, I imagine. Then why were you doing it? You're lying. Doesn't make it any less true. <laughs> he looks at you. Um, give me a social roll of eight. Okay. Fifteen! Yeah! Okay, okay. <laughs> he gives you this really mean stare. And then he, like, exhales. We're all beautiful people here. Try to stay out of trouble, okay? Yeah. Uh, right back at you, my new friend. I didn't catch your name, by the way. Because I didn't throw it. Okay, guys, let's go. Okay, bye. 
and they all kind of leave and he runs his hand along the um, keypad and it opens and he wanders into the hall towards his side of the wreck area and he only vaguely looks like he believed you well that's still a win (laughs) (laughs) I will take that quite happily so I'm going to give you a choice here your choice is either that everyone in this room is now looking at you suspiciously or Necton Boyle is completely gone Wait, I get to choose? Uh, sure. Um, I guess I could deal with people looking at me strangely? Cool. Okay, so people are kind of like looking at me strangely. Yeah, you're sticking out like a sore thumb at this point. Well, just gotta roll with it. She kind of does a wave and carries on her merry way to uh, sit next to Necton Boyle. Necton Boyle wasn't happy that you were here in the first place and is even less happy to be near you right now and he's like all right all right i mean jeez jeez man what was it what is it about green robes why are they so stuck up i don't really want to talk to you wow okay did i come on too strong no your friend punched me in the face yes that that is a thing that did occur i'm I'm sorry about that. He's... he's... he's not great with people. Got that right. Now what do you want? Just, you know, uh... just... how's... how's it going? How's it... do do people say how's it hanging still? So, Necton is wearing a green robe, by the way. I'm gonna say because you critically failed, you did not notice that upon approaching him. Whoops. (laughs) And I said, gee, what is it about green robes? Okay, great. So I guess she realizes too soon. It's like, oh, oh, the thing I said before—it was just—it was just a joke. I didn't. I, I wasn't. I, I didn't mean you. I didn't. I, you know, I didn't mean you, right? You're about as funny as your pal. <sighs> oh, I get that a lot. Uh, we started off on the wrong foot here. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna find the right foot with me. What do you want? Nothing. Can't. Can't a fellow organization member make conversation with another fellow organization member? Usually, but your pal punched me. I think you might be forgetting a little detail there. I know he punched you, and that was very naughty, not on. Uh, But I didn't punch you, and I don't want to punch you. And I hope you don't want to punch me. Like, it would be good if you're on the same page there. Yeah, that's fine. What do you want? What's what's been what's been going on? I mean, I've been busy uh, the last couple of days, and I just wanted to kind of check in, see what's been happening the last few days. Well, some girl was murdered. Yeah, I heard about that awful stuff. Right, and then your buddy punched me. I saw that. That was also awful. And then the golds have had me running around like I'm crazy for the last two days. Were you running anywhere in particular, or just just out of out of interest? You ask a lot of questions. I'm new. I just want to learn everything there is to learn about the organization. Well, let me tell you the one thing you need to know about the organization. Oh yes, I'm listening. Do what you're told, and don't ask too many questions. Huh. Okay. I feel this conversation has uh, run its course. Sorry to trouble you, and again, sorry about my friend punching you. That was not very nice. I will, I will have a word with him. I will. 
mind how you go. And she kind of just sort of like really just she just kind of up leaves and tries to talk. Is Kyle like sat on the other side of him or where's where's Kyle? Oh, Kyle's on the entirely other side of the room. In fact, he does it. He's one of the few people who's not looking at you particularly suspiciously. She'll talk to Kyle. Anyone, anyone that's willing to talk to her, she'll talk to Kyle. Hello. Hi. So it's uh, been a been a while. How's how's it? What what's happened? You were at the experiment a few nights I ago. Was a few what ago? Sorry. Nights ago. Yes, that's true. Yes, it was a few nights. Um. Did you sleep well? Little too well, I think. A little too well. Uh. That's funny. Yeah, missed missed my alarms and everything. You're a funny person. Thank you. I don't get that often from an android, but thank you. Um. So what's what's been? I'm trying to be better. Trying to be better. Who said you were bad? No one's bad, but everyone can be more beautiful. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting a sense of that. Um. So, I, I mean, it's been a couple of nights, and I've been busy. What's, what's the news? What's, what's the haps? Oh, we're having chapel tonight. Yes, we are. Wait, you were invited to chapel? I've heard that there's chapel. I've, you know, not been invited yet, but who knows? Maybe I'll get lucky. It would be a true honor to be invited to chapel. Ooh, yeah. No, the more I'm hearing, the more the more it sounds really important. I hear tonight's going to be really special, though. I hear it too. Do you know anything about that? What's what's going to make this night special from other chapel nights? I feel like... I don't know. I was about to lie to you, because I've been told that that's important, but I was unable to complete that task. Told you to lie? And did they tell you to lie generally, or to me specifically? We must all learn to lie. <laughs> I agree with you there, mate. So, so... Okay, but you've still not answered my earlier question. Who who told you to lie? Who's t- who's told you everyone needs to learn to lie? Luca Rojas believes that it's important that we all learn to lie. Oh, I did not get that impression from him the, the last few times we've spoken. Luca is a great man. Yeah, great at something. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, so. Tonight's going to be special, and you're not sure why. Okay. Well, let's not let's not talk about chapel. I feel we've exhausted that topic of conversation. Wouldn't you agree? I have no additional information. I had a feeling you'd say that. So, yeah. Uh, what have you been doing the last two nights? Trying to become a more beautiful person. I failed. You failed. What does that kind of failure mean to you? I must try harder. And how are you going to try harder? K is not a failure. Why is K not a failure? K tried hard. He gave up a lot, but he found even more. That's the way of things here. Okay. Right. You wouldn't happen to know what he gave up and what he found instead? Chapel will be beautiful tonight. Yep, okay. I, I had a feeling that was pushing it too far. 
Yeah, uh, well, I mean, if I get invited, that would be amazing. Are you Are you gonna go? Are you Have you been invited to chapel? Of course not. Why'd you say of course not? That's so sad. I must try harder. Perhaps I will be invited to another experiment. Oh, it's kind of an exclusive club, this chapel, is it? There's... You must be... And he seems to have a hard time finding the right words for it. And he just sort of stops talking. Oh. <laughs> right. I feel I've exhausted this dialogue branch. Okay. Well, how... Uh... I guess I'll be seeing you, and hang in there. I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll get where you want to be eventually. And uh, maybe I'll see you around. Uh, take care. You're a very beautiful person. Thanks. Why do people keep saying that? A sapling is beautiful, but a tree is even more so. It's an interesting saying to go with. Um. Okay. So, if if people are saplings when they join the organization how do they become trees have a good day okay i feel i'm okay yes that's that's probably the politest way anyone's ended a conversation with me you mind how you go good day and he turns around and he walks away <laughs> well you can't blame her for trying <laughs> So Anders is going to go in search in the recreation center in search of Logan Forrester. So he's just going to, given the description he has of Logan, he's going to go kind of just hang out, um, sort of, he might, I suspect he doesn't quite pass Caro unless she's still there, um, in which case he does, but. Yeah, they could pass, they could, they could have a short conversation if you'd like. Cool, let's do it. Alright, it's like, ah, fancy seeing you here. Oh, hey. So, what brings you to the rec room? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, not, not in a talkative mood. No one seems to be in a talkative mood today. I'm gonna hedge my bets at the infirmary then. I hear that our beautiful friend, Mickey Larson, isn't doing so hot, so I'm going to see if I can pay a visit. They might not ever take visitors, unless they're really ill, so I'm going to see what information I can find. Whatever you're doing, this whole lone wolf thing, I wish you the best of luck and I'll see you later. He, before he leaves, he turns to you and he, he actually like looks at you sort of sincerely and he's like, I'm going to figure this out. Real sorry about this. Let's catch up later. Alright. Okay. Like, she kind of... She was icy before, and she's kind of thawed a little bit, and she's like, Alright, okay. I trust you. You are the best colleague I've ever had, so... He goes into the room, and he sort of, like, his shoulders are slumped, and he looks pretty... pretty out of sorts. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. Um, yeah, so... Caro kind of carries on her merry way then uh, to find who knows what uh, if she can get close to the infirmary. Um, okay, so Anders, he's in the rec room. Uh, I'm guessing there's. Kind Wait, of is like, Necton Boyle still there? Just a question. Like Necton Boyle st stormed out as soon as he saw. Like he was like in a hurry. He left. 
and Scarrow okay. and Anders were having a conversation. He was like shaking his head and like grumbling, but you can't really hear what he was saying. But he was obviously not happy to see you. So he's, he's gone. But um, Kyle's still here. Um, Kyle is still. He's still kind of just, you know, he's, he's in his own little world. And I'm guessing in the rec room there'd be some kind of like maybe. Well, not a mini gym, but maybe some weights or something like that. I have this image of Logan, that's all. <laughs> Does he see Logan? Not yet. <laughs> okay. The last lead he has is that Logan sometimes hangs out here. And really, there's not a lot of places for people to be, and he has no additional leads. So he, he goes over to the weights and sort of like takes one of the free weights, uh, probably like 30 <laughs> pounds or something, and starts doing a few reps just to look like he's actually doing something here instead of just standing around <laughs> waiting. Um, he's not waiting long because Logan does kind of come in. He strides in confidently um, and he also kind of, he stops short when he sees kind of Anders in his spot, but he doesn't say anything. He just takes another spot and uh, picks up a, a 40 pound weight. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. And he's not, he's not looking at Anders directly, but like the statement has been made very subtly, not so subtly. Anders looks over, and I guess Logan would be, because he's seen him before and he's seen the description, he, he looks over. And before he starts talking, he puts down the 30 pound free weights and picks up 40 pound dumb, you know, dumbbells and he starts curling. Tell me when I start needing to roll. It's just, he's just sort of like warming up, kind of. <laughs> I want to say lats, but I think that's a completely wrong part of the body. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, Logan picks up a second 40 pound weight and he's like alternately kind of just lifting these free weights kind of thing. And then he quickly decides he's done with that and he starts like lunging. He's not looking at Anders, but he is definitely like lunging. And he's like kind of quietly grunts after he like finishes a lunge and then switches legs and lunges. Anders goes with. with- a 50 pound and he's kind of matching trying to match him like step for step I kind of want to make you roll just to see if you're lifting it properly but like also it strikes me that Anders would work out uh, with his line of work was that we a, a reasonable assumption to make? That is a reasonable assumption to make but Anders is quicker than he is strong I who knew this rec room had so many free weights of uh, varying weights and sizes and things uh, they didn't skimp on the budget there this is just like a throwaway thing, but could Anders do a... Is perception grace? Yeah, perception would be grace. Can he do a grace roll of six, please? I rolled a 14. You kind of see, like, Logan kind of go, ah, wah. He kind of smirks and laughs as he p- proceeds to pick up a 70-pound weight and start, <laughs> start just curling with that. Anders... <laughs> and he's kind of like recognizes a he hasn't had a power fuel in a little while and b he's been unconscious and didn't exactly stretch beforehand but because he gets what this is he <laughs> picks up a 70 pound weight and he's just going to try to match him this is definitely something i would struggle to lift but i'm uh, a weak little nerd so <laughs> and this is not so I'm going to make you roll for it, but I'm not going to be too mean about it. Can you 
give me a strength roll of seven. Okay, so far so good. I, I got an 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is like, this is nothing. You feel great. <laughs> so he he's kind of like looking over and he's not even breathing very hard. He's just sort of like doing his curls and he's like, he yawns a bit and he looks over to the guy. This is the first time Logan kind of actually directly acknowledges you. He doesn't say anything. He laughs. It's, it's a friendly kind of like, friendly competitive laugh of like, you've gone up slightly in his estimation, basically. Yeah, no, but he, he does, he does, I'm afraid, put down the 70 pound weight. And he picks up a 90 pound weight. Oh, Jesus. Now this, yeah, this is, ooh, veins are popping out of his arm. It's a little bit of Fist of the North Star up in here. <laughs> and it seems to be doing some sort of internal calculus. He's thinking back to old risk management and strength training routines and he's trying to remember when you know what was the last you know number he hit and it was not that (laughs) so he's not going to try to beat but he is going to try to match okay 90 pound weight oh i've just i've just realized the reality of how much sort of weight this is so yeah it's it's pretty significant It's, it's a lot it's a lot i'm i'm sure I'm sure I know people that would profess to have lifted that, um, but yeah, strength roll, please. Of go on then, twelve. Strength roll of twelve. That does seem fair. Oh no, that is a six. Okay, let me just review what happens when you miss in such a spectacular fashion. Critical failure. Something very bad happens as a result of this action. Usually the character will either take damage, lose an item, or suffer some significant social consequence. That is the truth. That is what happens when you fail that badly. So, you know, you, I mean, the other weight was, you know, that was like, that was nothing. And you feel, you're, you're, you're full of confidence. Uh, but literally, like, and so you kind of lift it a little too quick. And you just feel this sensation of ripping under your skin. Oh no! And you just drop the weight. <laughs> and it lands, and it lands really painfully on your foot. Oh no. And there's a crunch sound. Oh no. And it really, really hurts. Like, you're not sure if it's broken, but it's not comfortable right now. And I'm gonna say you lose a point of health. Yeah. So that point of health that you regained after being asleep for two days, you've now lost it. You're back to six. <laughs> Anders does his very best not to scream out loud. Instead, he sort of grunts low to himself. He, he kind of puts his hand on his arm, but he doesn't massage it, and he looks over to Logan. It's like, looks like you won this round old man <laughs> Logan just kind of scoffs I want to say he starts doing like a lateral raise or something like that like he has you know free weights in both hands and he's doing lunges and he's raising his arms in the air and it's the most like <laughs> ostentatious like pose and he's definitely making a point and he kind of like you know goes like, for a fraction of a second Anders looks to his boot knife at one of his boot knives and imagines 
how quickly he could, like, <laughs> slice the muscle from that guy's flesh and how amusing that would be if he did. But then he realizes that that probably would not be productive, so <laughs> he just he just licks his wounds a little bit, and he looks over and it's like, Hey, buddy, I, I need... I need it to ask you a question, if you don't mind. He kind of tuts. What do you want to know, mate? Because I can teach you all sorts about technique. And he kind of laughs. <laughs> that makes Anders so angry. <laughs> <laughs> In his head, he's I'm... like, I'll show you technique. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, Logan is, you know, approaching and he's got his arm outstretched because he's like, he can see his... Anders is kind of struggling, and he, the least he could do is, like, outstretch his arm so he can kind of help him up again. Anders takes the, the hand only because he he needs to get this done and can't risk uh, <laughs> doing anything else. And when he's back <laughs> on his feet, he's like, okay. How's your foot, mate? Yeah, it's been better. It's It's been better. Yeah, I've, I've done that once or twice myself, like, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. But yeah, I, I totally get it. It's oh wow. But I mean, you had me going there for a good while. Like, not many people could keep up. Yeah, thanks. Your your pity is appreciated. <laughs> and that's, he just laughs. <laughs> he doesn't need to say anything. He just laughs. Anders looks to him and he's like, "Hey, I'm looking for something, and it's." kind of important that I find it. Well, you won't find any whey protein in here, I'm afraid I've asked. <laughs> Anders is so close to stabbing this guy. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't. I really don't want this guy to die, but I'm going to push. I'm going to push so hard. <laughs> it's about the dead girl. Oh, and like his, his demeanor completely changes. He was not expecting that. He kind of takes a little step back. And he's, like, all the bluster is just gone. He's like, oh, that's all he says. Like, he doesn't say, there's no follow-up questions, he's just like, oh. She was wearing a necklace. Do you know where it is? You were, you were right there with us. Why do you want to know about her necklace? Let's say I can't tell you. Do you know where it is? No, I don't know where it is. And why are you asking about it? He's not taking kindly to the fact you're asking about this girl's necklace, like, at all. He's not squaring up, but, like, he's he's drawn himself to his full height. You know, don't you? Know what? Where the necklace is. Not specifically, but I know it's in a safe place. Now, why are you asking about it? How much do you like this place? better than where I was. And they have free weights! That's a good point. Alright, I'm not going to tell you why I need it, and I can tell you that it's for your own safety or whatever, but, you know, take it or leave it. But I need you to tell me where it is. So he kind of, like, he looks around, and he looks around at the, what you know to be, fake cameras. Uh, but Logan doesn't seem to have twigged that. He doesn't seem to... He's always on some level of alert because of that spectre of surveillance. So he kind of looks around a bit and he kind of like 
beckons Anders over to the free weight rack. Anders follows. Kind of leans in conspiratorially and goes, all right, mate, you're not going to tell me why you're looking for it, but that means I don't have many guesses as to why you're asking about it. None of them are good. I don't really want anyone to find that necklace, and she wouldn't have either. So I'm hoping you can appreciate why I'm not so keen to talk about it. Just trust me on this one. It's better that it stays hidden. I wish I could, buddy. Well, it seems we're at a bit of an impasse then. And he kind of uses that with a... There's like a a moment of... uh, An expression of pride kind of glances over his face like... That's a word that he learnt recently, and he's glad he's actually able to use it in context. Okay. How about this? I'll make you a bet. A bet? Right. I'll make you a bet. If you win, I'll tell you why I need the necklace. If I win, I won't, and you'll tell me where it is. I'm not telling you either way. I bet or no bet. I mean, I love bets, but bet or no bet. I, I'm not telling you because I don't know. I just know it's safe. Do you know who does know? I mean, I could, I could make suggestions. I could, I could theorize, but I just know that it's safe. Tell me your theories. No, <laughs> no, I don't want those. And he kind of, like, remembers himself, then lowers his voice, and he kind of leans and is like, I don't want anyone else, including the higher-ups, to get their grubby mitts on that necklace. Anders, as soon as he leans in, Anders puts a hand on his shoulder and, like, presses, sort of, like, brushes past him, almost like he's going to hit him, but he doesn't make any contact at all. Instead, he just sort of, like, leans across his ear so it's almost like he were he were like driving a knee into him but instead he's just sort of or even like pulling him into a hug maybe but but he just sort of like is right next to his ear and he says she was poisoned and then he kind of backs away and he kind of brushes himself off as if they got into some kind of like minor altercation he's very serious now are you sure anders nods once don't give it to them. Don't, don't, whatever you do, don't give it to them. Anders doesn't say anything, but the look in Anders' eye at this point lets you know that he is definitely more interested in not giving it to them than he is in giving it to them. He's not going to say that he won't give it to them. He kind of looks around just to kind of check... Uh, and see if anyone's kind of cottoned on to their little uh, altercation, except not. And he kind of leans in and goes, like, get you in a bit of a tight spot here, mate. I mean, you'd have to be to be asking about it. But whatever you do, don't give all of it to them. Yeah. I'd like to trust you, but I don't know you. And honestly, I don't know anything. But it is safe. I can tell you that much. It's what she told me. They can't, they can't have it, okay? They can't. Fine. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's, that's everything. That's, that's everything. So where is it? And you better not be telling anyone about what we've, what we've spoken about. We've just spoken about weights and protein, right? If you tell me where it is, that's true. I can't, I can't help you if you do not help me with this. I've, I've done, I've said and done everything I can. 
I've said and I've done everything I can. I can only help you with your form now. Okay. Let's let's hold that scene right there. Let's call it 3 p.m. and let's turn the camera back to Kara. Launch! Oh man, things are moving. Stuff's happening. Hey everybody! Today's episode ran just a little bit long, so I decided to break it up into two chunks. Waking up is hard to do. We'll continue next time, right where we left off. I really hope you're enjoying our little adventure, and I hope to see you again next time. Bye bye. <laughs>